1: My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here.
2: Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Tuesday, September the 18th, 2012. This is episode number 118 of Purple Mafia. I am Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen, of course your host of the Purple Mafia Show. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to this show, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you again all oh so very much. Dylan Richardson, of course, kind enough to introduce the introduction at the executive producer of the stuffcom Dylan Richardson, and of course an occasional guest on this show, and wouldn't mind if he—I honestly would not mind if he was a frequent guest because you know what, he's damn good. <laughs> yes, he is. He's very good when he's on board this show. Check him out on episode number 116 whenever you can if you haven't yet. Season preview 2012. That is a—that's uh, one of the best shows we've had. No in a while it was a good one well yeah let's get into this let's get into things here quickly of course we're gonna review the game we're gonna we're gonna review that game yeah that game and we're gonna <laughs> against the Indianapolis Colts the vaunted yeah Hall of Fame bound Indianapolis Colts and yeah the actually much more vaunted in more in more sincerity <laughs> San Francisco 49ers we are going to uh, preview the game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember last show, I, uh, last week's show, I was talking about possibly uh, recording on Wednesdays frequently. Um, I'm thinking maybe Tuesdays, because yeah, it gives you guys time to, you know, depending on maybe if the Vikings have a Monday night game, maybe I'd record on Wednesday. It gives you guys time to call in or co- uh, call into the, the show. We have uh, two callers. I was going to say three. There were three calls, but it was just kind of a, a mistake call, and then the... Yeah, let's just say one of the two callers. I won't mention who made a mistake and redid his call. So it came up as three and ends up being two. And yeah, obviously the good ones on here. Uh the two callers today, Anthony from LA and Brent Jacobson. You guys are pretty much the call in Hall of Fame right there. Sebastian Bowles, um not, not didn't call in this week, but had a very uh graphic comment on a very detailed comment on the uh facebook page of the purple mafia show that's facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show uh give that a like if you could guys go visit it and give it a like comment on there got some good people on there have always got good stuff to say sebastian balls and dan taylor commenting on there yeah the activity down this week and part of it's because i wasn't really active on either uh page this uh last past week this coming week you damn right i'm gonna be active minnesota and san francisco oh yeah and no, I was kind of, I, it was a busy day. I was able to watch the game, but let's just say I was very busy at the same time and was nowhere near a computer. And I mean nowhere near a computer. So, um, but I will be in full, full, <laughs> I'll be on full force this coming week. And that's going to be, a, and that's a fact. It's going to be fun. Facebook page, Twitter account, also twitter.com forward slash pro mafia show. So yeah, before I get too crazy, yeah, there's two call-ins, the phone line is, two. Uh, the number to that is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877, so first, uh, we'll get to the calls, then the Facebook page, and Twitter, you know, very brief comments on both of them, so mostly we'll focus on the game review and have those at the same time, that's basically how we're going to do it, yeah, what a game it was, huh, anyhow. Here comes Anthony from L.A.
0: Hey, Joey. This is uh, Anthony from L.A. Man, I, I'm I'm still mad about that loss. Was, they sh- they should have. Geez, I don't know. I put that all on the coaching. That was terrible clock management right there. It was like they had an extra quarter to play when they got the ball. with about nine minutes to go. They ran that thing all the way down to, like, what, three or four or something like that? And just walking back to the huddle, no urgency at all, no urgency at all, and not knowing that they're still down by two touchdowns. I, was, I just don't know why it took them so long to, uh, uh, or I don't know why they didn't want to hurry up offense to run a hurry up offense on that drive uh, when they scored on that that tip drill when uh, Burton caught Burton caught the, the touchdown, you know, uh, because they came back, yeah, they scored that touchdown and then tied it up, you know, but. They they should have had a little bit more time after the Colts kicked that field goal, take the lead. The Vikings should have at least had, I think, two maybe even three more minutes to go. I just don't like how they uh they judged the clock and just took their sweet little time, man. It took their sweet time. You see everyone just walking back to the huddle all slow pace. I mean I know Percy Harvin was tired, he was getting the ball every single play. And and believe me, we started on the penalties. The penalties I know the penalties killed us too. We still could have been in the game if it came down to
2: clock management. All right. Now, that was outstanding. Yeah, thank you for the call, Anthony. That's, uh, (laughs) yeah, that's right there. That is, that's what Anthony from LA is all about. He is an awesome caller. And, uh, yeah, that is some passionate stuff right there. Very, uh, clearly very pissed off about the way things took place in that fourth quarter. And, you know, Doug Gunnett, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, uh, and, yeah, we're, I, I, I'm I'm going to, th- this is going to be more of an emotion review, kind of, you know how we have these sometimes, <laughs> where it's not so much of it's like, okay, in the first quarter, this happened, that, 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 you know, yeah, I'm going to talk about it, sort of, but I'm not going to do it as in, in order as some other times, it's more or less, we're going to talk about the game in general, and that's kind of what, you know, that's kind of how things went right there, I mean, that was mostly the fourth quarter, so, yeah, Anthony from LA, holy cow, yeah. <laughs> Clock management. (laughs) You know, if there's anybody that disagrees with them, I think they're crazy. Honestly, uh, Leslie Fraser and Bill Musgrave. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm not going to call for their heads, but at the same time, hey, you know, if somebody does, if somebody does, guess what? Do you think? Do you think I'm going to stand up and defend them? No, (laughs) no. Uh, Bill Musgrave, Leslie Frazier, no. And and obviously the players in this team, yeah, they were they played like they were defeated. And, you know, down twenty to six in Indianapolis, I would feel a little bit defeated also. A little bit, but at the same time, come on, you know. This is the Indianapolis Colts. See here's the million dollar question also that I, you know, to kind of feed off of what Anthony said, you know, because it's such a good call, you know, you got me going, you got me flexing my muscles here mind the ha. <laughs> Literally, you know, just with the emotion and passion, you know, a little athletic adrenaline. You know, I play sports um, at 30, age 33. But, um, okay, where was I leading to here? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the lack of urgency. Where, what the Sam Hill, you know, the Sam Hill, there we go. And yeah, there we go. Now I'm getting to the point I was about to. This is the Indiana- Indianapolis Colts. They made Jay Bleep and Cutler. Look like Tom Brady in 2007. Jay Cutler. So this is a side note we can get to right now. Did Jay Cutler... Jay Cutler went against the worst pass defense in the NFL, basically, even though it was the best off, pass offense in the NFL in the Green Bay. What did he do on Thursday night last week? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what he did. He sucked... <laughs> okay, yeah, before I get too graphic. You get the idea. He sucked blankety blank 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 blank. That's how bad he was. Yet he, yet the this Indianapolis Colts secondary and defense made him look like Tom Brady in 2007. Like the Bears are going to go 16 and 0. You know, little sarcasm, a little bit of sarcasm in there, but not much. I mean, it made the Bears look like they're going to be 12 and 4 or something this year. Seriously, now, now Christian Potter's numbers are just fine. But why in the holy hell did we wind up with 20 points in this football game? Why did this team not play more aggressively? Coaching has, has has to do with it because players play within the confines of the, <laughs> the uh, of the system. You know, to coin a phrase from the you know legendary Brad Childress, who yeah, unfortunately is being <laughs> this, the current Minnesota Vikings team has a, an understudy of his running the team right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry to say, different guy, but. Yeah, no sense. Did you notice any sense of urgency from Leslie Frazier in the uh, press conference, ladies and gentlemen? The post-game press conference? No. No, he's, he's too damn nice. He is. He's just too nice. You know I, I, you know, I was talking with somebody who knows a thing or two about football as well behind the scenes, and... It's like Leslie Frazier's trying to be Tony Dungy. Well, Tony Dungy had a really damn good football team in front of him. <laughs> a team that was underutilized by Jim Mora, but once Tony Dungy got there, they blew up because they were very talented. Uh, Jim Mora Sr., that is. Yeah, that guy. Playoffs. Um, But, yeah, that's what I'd be saying about the Vikings. I just hope we win a game. Hmm, Another game. (laughs) Um, No, seriously, though. Seriously. And Dan Barrero talked about this as well. (laughs) Well, yeah, did Dwight Freeney play? And I don't need Dan Barrero to tell me that, but, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, Did but, you know, you could feed off Dan Barrero as well, who's probably the best host in KFAN. Like, easily, once he actually gets going, easily, he's the best. Um. (laughs) Did Dwight Freeney play in this game? No. Now, of course, he's on the defensive side of the ball. But now when we get on the... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, did he? Yeah. No. So why didn't, you know... Other players obviously weren't playing much, weren't playing well. I mean, the Colts defense is not very good. Why are we only winding up with 20 points? Why did it take a miracle tip by uh, Burton, or not Burton, well, to Burton from Kyle Rudolph? Boy, I'm getting crazy now because I'm getting too hyper. But yeah, why did it take a miracle tip to even get into overtime? Why is that? Now, of course, the Burton touchdown was before the Kyle Rudolph touchdown, but you get the gist. still, That's seven whole freaking points that came because of... Just uh, partially because of a a little bit of luck involved. You know, a good drive, but a little luck. Why do we wind up with only 20 points? Why? Against this horrendous defense. I mean, everybody on the planet that knows a thing or two about football thought the Vikings were going to put up 30 points this week. But we also knew pretty much that the Colts would probably do the same thing, but the Vikings maybe would squeak it out. Maybe. Maybe the Vikings would not. But, yeah, the lack of urgency... And the lack of uh, execution. What more can you say? And that was a great call-in, by the way. Uh, Blair Walsh, I'll get to him later. We'll get to him, uh, yeah. We'll talk about him when uh, Mr. Uh, Taylor comments on Twitter. We'll get to that very shortly. Yeah, he's a good kicker. (laughs) So is Adam Vinatieri, unfortunately. Much to our incredible chagrin. Oh, what a joke, huh? Yeah. Damn. What a joke. It's just with fear. Forgive me if the audio chopped at all, but yeah, trying not to cough here. This is, uh, yeah. So I'm still recovering. I hope my voice is better than last week. It sounded pretty poopy, especially later in the show. It seems like my yeah, head got a little more congested as the show continued, but back to the real game. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. The poor coaching, the, the lack of uh, urgency, and the lack of production hey, <laughs> Anthony from great call, uh, yep, uh, Miss, Miss Sebastian, Miss Bryce though this week, yeah, m- missed you guys, nice to have Bryce call in for the first time last week, really, really nice things to say, saying I'm the, yeah, I mean, when he called me the go-to guy for Minnesota sports, that is a great honor, thanks again, Bryce, and, uh, I, hey, man, if, uh, I hope you mean that, that's pretty nice, <laughs> it's a nice thing to say, I hope you call in again, you know, thank you again for that, and, uh, Yep, so we'll hear from those guys soon, I'm sure. But let's get back to the return of Brent Jacobson.
1: This message is for Joey, Purple Mafia Show. Hey, Joey, Brent here. Uh, Observations from week two. Well, three words. Work in progress. I, see reason for hope, especially once we get Jerome Simpson back. Yeah. but I also see reason for concern that the Peterson seemed to be a gear off yesterday, on yeah, offense, then defense. Come on. the Colts had three-fifths three of their three, four, three out of five or four out of five in their linemen were backups, you mean we can't get the luck? Is more than we did? Okay. May- maybe. I'll give a kid credit. He is he's good, but come on, Vikings. Hit the guy. And then I had a bet when we got that second touchdown. I just had a hunch it was going to be too much time off the clock and damn. Oops, excuse my French. I was wrong. Uh... As soon as I saw Venturi kick that ball, I was like, gosh, Nike. Jeez. So, anyways, thanks for your patience. Joey, keep up for the work. Let's Vikings. Not optimistic about our chances against the Niners, but, hey, stranger things have happened. Like, oh, I don't know, a certain number four to Greg Lewis. Uh, okay, pipe dream. Not coming back. Thank God. And
2: Greg Lewis, even in the league anymore. anyways, catch you later. Bye. And I thank you for that call, Brent. Yep, uh, yep. Thank you again for calling in. Very good stuff right there. Yeah, work in progress. Yep. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's like they say, you can't fix everything at once, and that's for sure. I mean, the quarterback looks okay. The running back, unfortunately. Doesn't look as okay as he did last week. No, uh, you mentioned he peter off, petered off. Yeah, he did. Adrian Peterson did peter off. Uh, peter Peterson petered off. Okay, sorry. That's fun. Um, it's just one of those things. Uh, I guess it's. I guess, I guess it's to be expected. Yet at the same time, yeah, the defensive line in Indianapolis not quite as threatening without uh, Mister Dwight Freeney. But yeah. Now, this is what I was going to allude to with the Dan Barrero thing, and Ben Jacobson very uh, acutely did allude to. The offensive line of the Indianapolis Colts were all backups. Look, that's not enough to work with? Yeah, every damn one of them. We're backup players. Backup players, folks. Backup. Backups. That's right, backup players. Uh huh. I said that about 15 times because <laughs> you mean to tell me our, our defensive line couldn't show a little more of a. Little more of a threat in in that situation. Are, are you bleeping kidding? Or really? You know, is that is that the you know? It comes back to this question: Is this the best we could do? <laughs> is this the best we could do? Or, or are we, are we really this bad? Or, yeah, because uh, if we're this bad, yeah, okay, I'm moving. Okay, I'm just kidding. No, this is um. this team, this situation right now, yeah, it's a work in progress, and you're going to go through growing pains, and you're going to lose crappy games like this, but you know, it's, yeah, it is worse. It's uh, the old saying about it's going to get worse before it gets better. Well, uh, yeah, it got worse. It did. Um, And now, it's not just because they lost the game. I know. No, it's not just because they lost the game. It's not like the Jacksonville game impressed the living crap out of me. It's like I said, Well, my expectations weren't that high anyway, I wasn't going to tear the team all to pieces and all that stuff. But then again, I had every right to tear the team all to pieces last week as well because Blaine Gabbard carved up the Vikings' defense like they were tinfoil. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jacksonville <laughs> did not carve up. The <laughs> Who did they play again? I mean, <laughs> Jacksonville, just did they carve up anybody this past week? Hell no. It was Houston. And yeah, Houston's defense is pretty, pretty good. But at the same time, my goodness, they got seven points the whole game. Yeah, great game, guys. Great freaking game by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yet there were times I thought they looked like, you know, Peyton Manning's Colts in their prime. I mean, they just, it was just, it was just one big play after another. Gabbert did a whole lot of nothing. I mean, you know how much, you want to hear how much Blaine Gabbert carved up the the Houston, Texas, ladies and gentlemen? Are are you ready for these numbers? Well, he completed seven of 19 passes. Are you ready, folks? Are you ready? Good
1: for 53 yards. Oh Oh my God!
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's good times right there. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, suffice to say, I guess in in some ways, in some sick sense of humor, how about this? I'm glad I'm not a Jaguars fan. (laughs) 53 yards. Yeah, Christian Ponder's better than that guy. And yeah, his numbers were okay. I mean, I, I, I think the coaching schemes actually hurt Ponder more than Ponder hurt Ponder. I mean, absolutely. The offensive line for Minnesota, not that great, no. But the defensive line and the defense in general for Minnesota, oh, I mean, <laughs> it's not like Luck absolutely positively carved the Vikings up, but when he needed to get the team downfield to score late in the game, oh, did he? Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I share your lack of optimism versus the 49ers, by the way, and we'll get to that very soon. Yeah, I mean, they are you, they're not going to beat the 49ers. No. So there, there, there's a hint, you know. But, I mean, there's a hint of where we're going. We'll get to that in the next segment. Like, we like to split them up in two segments, the review and the preview. That's right. Uh, this Minnesota Viking team is what they are. It's like the old, boring... Cliché that athletes like to tell you time and time again. If you were somebody that were to go into a locker room after a game or, or whatever, or say during the week or whatever, have a conversation with them. Maybe you work for the newspaper or something. What's what's a saying they say all the time when it's, things just aren't going that great? It is what it is. And yeah, it is what it is, folks. We have a, a above-average quarterback. We have a, uh, well... Uh, <laughs> A damaged goods superstar running back. We have an utterly elite, uh, uh, versatile player in Percy Harvin. Who I'm not sure I worded this correctly last week. I think I may have annoyed some people thinking like, "What? Like, how did he say that again?" <coughs> Excuse me, Percy Harvin. <clears throat> Still trying to shake the ends of the cough here, but yeah, Percy Harvin. No, oh, he's not a wide receiver. He's more of an up the middle slot receiver type. That's obviously his main role. But I also see him as a third down running back as well. And he is slowly becoming that. That's I, That's what I meant about he's becoming a Chester Taylor. Uh, yeah, that, that's the thing. You have his elite receiving ability already where he can catch and just make people miss, make people miss, make people miss. And you can always call him to catch it if it's short or semi-long. But granted, with this team, it's almost always short. But no, like, you need, like it's third and seven. You pass it to him, he gets a first down. Up the middle, but he's also like he can catch it out of the backfield as well, a la Chester Taylor. That's an additional role that he has now that I, you know he may not have had in the past. It's like we we did have we do have a Chester Taylor type again on this offense. So basically, it's like Percy Harvin's going to get like a hundred catches a game the way things are going. I mean, <laughs> he is absolutely the. Oh, I wish I could come up with the right saying. You want to say the glue that holds things together, but. The straw that stirs the drink. There we go. Gotcha. Gotcha. The straw that stirs the drink. That's what uh, Percy Harvin is for this offense. Without a doubt. He's the straw that stirs the drink. Because he can catch out of the backfield. He can catch up the middle. He can break tackles. I mean, it's like, yep, he can get you the first down. He can get you a 20-yard gain or or beyond by making a few moves. Oh, and while, while he's at it. Yeah, well, he's at it. You know, if the kicker happen the, the on the kickoff, yeah, on occasion he just might scamper that one for 80 yards to pay dirt. Yeah, he just might add that in to throw that in. Yeah, he's a pretty good player, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two, two games into 2012, Percy Harvin, Minnesota Vikings MVP, not just offensive MVP. Yeah, you get the guess there. Um, comparing, because uh, we kind of like to bounce around a little bit, if we like to compare Christian Ponder and Andrew Luck, as of right now, well hey, as of right now, they both look good, obviously. Christian Ponder's accuracy is incredible so far this year. Now unfortunately they haven't used him to throw the ball deep very much yet this thus far this season, which is kind of frustrating. But at the same time, hey the guy's getting the job done. Unfortunately, he's lost two fumbles already this year—one in the first week and one in the second week. That's a little bit—that's a little bit frustrating. But so far, two games in, his quarterback rating is almost 111. It's 110.6 to be exact. Two touchdowns that were all just uh, against Indianapolis, and he's got over 500 yards passing. And his overall completion percentage about 76%. So a very strong start to the season for obviously now, plain as day. The quarterback of the future. To me, the Rex Grossman conversation is quickly going out the window because Rex Grossman was never this accurate. Um, Christian Ponder isn't putting the Vikings in position to get killed like a Rex Grossman type, and like he kind of was last year when he was playing like Rex Grossman. So, yeah, I mean, I have not really had much negative things to say about Ponder this year. Uh, You know, he's still a little bit raw, and that's where the fumbles are coming from. Hanging on to the ball a little bit too long at times. Doesn't help that your uh, offensive line isn't that great. <laughs> it really doesn't help at all. Uh, the penalties, obviously, a big part of the thing, thing, a little bit of the things, yeah, a big part of the problem as well in this football game. Yeah, uh, the Vikings came up with uh, a whopping 11 penalties, good for 105. A couple of bad one. a couple of them uh, were kind of eh. they the, the, the uh, roughing the pass around Jared Allen wasn't the eh. Um, most popular one of, of all time. I mean, it's like I guess it was roughing the passer. It's just one of those things, but at the same time, it's kind of frustrate some people. The Matt Khalil penalty was uh, a little uh, a little eye opening to me a little bit. Like that was her horrible discipline by Matt Khalil. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sorry. That was my guy absolutely in the draft, and you know what? He still is my guy in the draft. Yeah, I mean, it's not like RG3 was available, is it? And even if he was, Christian Ponder's... I'd rather have Ponder and Khalil rather than put my legs in one basket because you can't have Ponder and RG3 on the field at the same time, can you? <laughs> Unless you're just weird. But um, Matt Khalil, a fantastic left tackle of the future. Already very... Uh, I mean, you're already noticing... Improvement out of Ponder, and obviously more playing time or more uh, freedom for Ponder to uh, look for the right play, rather than like like you know run for his life, so to speak, like last year because he had no time. But uh, the lack of discipline on that penalty by Matt Khalil was 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 eye opening. That guy better get a, That guy better get that crap like out of his system immediately. I mean. Uh, <laughs> I really hope that was an isolated incident. That's all I gotta say about that. That was uh, that was disappointing, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, another point as well. What's all this talk about tight ends being like? We're gonna have two tight ends and all this stuff. We're gonna have two tight ends, and you know, we're gonna run an offense like the Patriots or something like that. You know, dare we say, because we have two elite tight ends. Now Kyle Rudolph I think for the most part he's doing his he's doing his part he's not that great I mean yeah he did get a touchdown and he did make that nifty play tipping it to Burton hey that's cool that's almost like a basketball play kind of tipping a rebound to your teammate you know in the in the right situation you know that's kind of a little bit of savvy unfortunately that doesn't show up in the stat sheet you know it shows up in Burton's stats not Rudolph's where maybe a team rebound might show up in the nBA but uh anyhow uh you know, there was another tight end, wasn't there? We did sign a tight end, I thought, during the free agency. In fact, that was supposed to be kind of our, so to, so to speak, splash in free agency. I don't remember his name, actually. Yeah, but I do remember he was from Minnesota. Um, he played on a team that that's called... Uh, yeah, one of the most boring franchises of all time, the Seattle Seahawks. Let's see, got to dig through the... Ro- oh, yeah, John Carlson. And, no, I know his name, but, I mean... You basically would have to do that. Because John Carlson doesn't exist. (laughs) I think he's an urban legend, folks. I think John Carlson's an urban legend. Are the offensive schemes this bad? Or is he this bad? I don't know. I would almost put a combination on both. I think the offensive schemes probably take the cake for bad overall. I mean, I am not pleased with the way the offense is being run. I think the quarterback is doing everything he can. I think, he's doing, I think Harvin and uh, obviously Percy, we'll call him instead, Percy Harvin and Christian Ponder are doing everything they can with what the uh, coaching schemes are giving them. Now, the schemes aren't the worst things you've ever seen, but I'll tell you, boy, they, they <laughs> if you're looking for any, any urgency in this offense, you ain't getting it. And then Anthony from L.A. absolutely hit on that point. And uh, you know, John Carlson's a guy you could look on as a major threat in an offense. At least I thought we could. I don't think he exists, folks. He's an urban legend. Yep, he is. He is until proven otherwise. I'm going to go with uh, I, I'm going to go with the opinion, the belief that John Carlson's an urban legend and he actually doesn't exist. He just doesn't until we prove otherwise. You know, come on. Where whenever you find him, let me know. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to figure that one out. So uh, enough of the offense. Let's get to that defense, folks. Let's get to the defense. It w- wasn't it good? Well, Aaron Henderson actually was pretty good. I'm I'm going to admit uh, he did very well in the game. It was nice to see Everson Griffin get a ta- uh, sack as well. He's actually been doing fairly good since he switched back from the uh, the uh, linebackers to the defensive line, but in a limited role. He's kind of like what Latroy Guyon was. Uh, before he became a starter there's another urban legend LaTroy Guyon you know does he exist? I mean seriously the only time I hear the name LaTroy Guyon is when it's like some dumb penalty or something <laughs> or that he got or that he got destroyed by a third, a third running back or something I mean it's, whoa man does he exist? <laughs> he got an assist that's all he got in the whole game a starting <laughs> he's a starting defensive tackle, and I'm not sure he exists, really. Against a offensive line like that, he could. You know, I, 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 I'm really miffed by the guy. He he is really off to a terrible start to his uh, to well. I mean, he started last year, most of last year. He's starting this year, and I was in love with him. Now, uh, not so much. Jared Allen was, <laughs> he actually did exist still. He still managed to get three tackles and deflect a pass. Harrison Smith, for the second consecutive week, deflected a pass as well. So I'm happy with that. Winfield deflected a pass. These guys are, you know, <laughs> they did get only give up 23 points against an up-and-comer and against a, uh, a nice receiver combination in Donnie Avery and, of course, Reggie Wayne, who I think is outstanding, and of course I mentioned him. I named him and Andrew Luck as the biggest threats coming into the week. And funny, they did connect on a touchdown that was uh, being guarded by Aaron Henderson in a very strange set. There, uh, I, I thought Henderson was good, just not on that one play. Overall, I mean, I'm coming out of this with the likes of uh, Chris Cook and such. I think Chris Cook is an average is an average player. If you can get an upgrade at the cornerback spot to replace him, I do it. I make him your nickel back or dime or whatever. You go from there, Josh Robinson. Haven't seen enough of him yet to really tell you he's a starter in this league. I, I've not seen enough of that as well. Like they say, you can't fix everything at once, and boy, yeah, it is what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, you, you can't fix everything at once, and that's why we're in the position we are today. Uh, I'd like to tell you the Vikings had a great draft, but um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, well, the first two picks are good. The rest of them, I don't know where I don't know where we're going with that just yet. And of course, the final drive given up by the Vikings in <laughs> against the Indianapolis Colts was was extremely disappointing. They gave up two twenty-yard gains. Next thing you know, Vinatieri's kicking the ball, and that's it. I mean, they only had thirty-one seconds. We thought for sure we're going to overtime, and we didn't. 31 seconds, and that was it. That's all the Colts needed was, was well, they didn't, know they didn't need 31 seconds. They only needed uh, 23. They only needed 23 seconds to get that ball downfield. Inventary to hit 53 yards out. Yeah, it, it sucks being on the other end. You know, last week we were on the winning end of one of these. This week we're on the losing end, giving up a ton of yards in a sh- very short time next thing you know a kicker is kicking the ball 50 plus yards in a dome but still 50 plus yards and we're like just staring in disbelief knowing that our heroic effort to make a comeback was all for naught quite a shame and that's just how it goes I guess <laughs> that is just how it's that's just how it's going to be it's not the worst thing you ever saw, but gosh darn it, it's it's getting. Eh, it could have been. It could have been better. And of course, if the Vikings won, we you know you got You know a lot of us would be feeling a little more optimistic because you know you think oh they're so clutch they pulled it out, but at the same time they shouldn't have been in in the position in the first place. They shouldn't have. Uh, they shouldn't have been so inept for three quarters. The defense should have gotten more pressure and under Luck in the offense. A little, uh, you know, showing a little bit more urgency throughout the game rather than at the last in the last couple minutes there. That, that that's ridiculous. That's foolishness. That's what Marcus the Forecaster would say. In Timberwolves explosion, which is my other show, SportsStuff.com, and iTunes. That's my co-host on that show. But um, the encouraging part is Christian Ponder to me does look like a winner. He does. I do think Christian Ponder will be a winning quarterback in this league. I just hope we can get better pieces around him. Luckily, one of uh, our big play receivers is still yet to come, but at the same time, Jerome Simpson, do I look at him as a consistent star in this league? No. <laughs> when you look at his numbers and people talk about how fast he is, yet he still yeah, he winds up with like 600 yards a season. What does that tell you? It tells you he's not catching the ball consistently. That's what that tells you tells you he's just he's just one of those speed guys who doesn't catch the ball consistently. He's a Darius Hayward Bay. You know, woo-hoo. He's a Cadre Ishmael. Yes. He's a Burden... Okay, I won't say that name, but you can kind of guess what I was hinting towards right there. Yeah, a guy that played for the Bears in the past and is out of the league right now. He played here for three horrifying seasons. Oh, scarred for life. Scarred for life for those images. Oh. Oof. Yeah. Anyhow, that's about all I'm gonna. That's about all we can say about the Indianapolis Colts game. It's amazing that we almost won it, but at the same time we looked pretty ugly for most of the game. And it's about time this team started looking a little better, more consistently. I, I hope it's possible. <laughs> I hope it's humanly possible for them. So with that, we're gonna take us a quick break. We're gonna get to the San Francisco 49ers review. We also, yeah, let, let's also uh, do a brief roundup of the uh, the uh, NFC North before I go. I want to get back to doing that again. It seems like I just stopped doing that, and I f- I'm mad at myself for that. So, real briefly, before we go to the break, Chicago, Green Bay, what more can we say? Nice rhyme there. Jay Cutler sucks. The Bears absolutely laid an egg. And Green Bay only managed to get 23 points on the board because the defense of the Chicago Bears is that good. It is. I mean, there was a lot of pressure the whole game. Lots of sacks back and forth. Lots of turnovers. It was a very aggressive, black and blue division classic. But the Bears' offense was pitiful. And Jay Keller stinks in the offensive line of the, Green, of the Chicago Bears doesn't exist. There's another urban legend for you to, t- <laughs> to, to take to the bank. That is an urban legend, boy. That offensive line doesn't exist. Yes, sir. So, I guess that's two of the three teams. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> that's a pretty brief <laughs> curtain there. Yeah, there was one other game. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. I guess I guess you could almost kind of slide that one into the preview. I'll keep the Detroit side brief here, and we'll keep the San Francisco side to the preview. Well, the Detroit Lions could not defeat the San Francisco 49ers, the Minnesota Vikings failed an opportunity to get the first, sole position in first place to start off of a <laughs> year by losing in Indianapolis, but <coughs> 27-19, Detroit gets, um, well, I think they got absolutely manhandled by the San Francisco 49ers. The score doesn't really look like it, but ah, there, there wasn't one moment that I thought Detroit was going to win that football game. The 49ers are that good. Detroit is okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's the deal with Detroit. They got, they're clearly, to me, I, you know, both the Bears and Detroit did not look good this week. I do think one of the two is going to make the postseason. So we're just going to have to let that thing kind of go as is. Detroit Lions got, they're clearly a, they're clearly a long, long, they're far cry from what San Francisco is, and I think Green Bay. So, and so is Chicago. Unfortunately for the Bears. I'm kind of pissed off at myself for picking them to go to the NFC title game and not San Francisco. But I've seen it so many times where a team gets to the NFC title game and when when they, they have a great season and they can't and they can't win it and they lose in heartbreaking fashion and come back the next year on a far and inferior football team. But maybe I've been watching the Minnesota Vikings way too much. But yeah, like the 88 Vikings, you know, with losing after they barely lost to the uh, Redskins in the NFC championship game in '87 getting manhandled by San Francisco very early in the postseason that year. The 1999 Vikings, far inferior to the 98 Vikings, getting crushed by St. Louis. And, of course, the 2001 Vikings were so bleeping bad. Dennis Green got fired, thank God. (laughs) But, yeah, that was after they lost the 2000 NFC Championship game, and the 2010 Vikings were the worst of them all. Following a 2009 season where the Vikings, I will go to my grave, believing they should have won the Super Bowl that year. Um, but no San Francisco looks like they are rebounding and they are better than last year better than last year yeah they look like they're better than last year I didn't think Green Bay was going to beat them last year no I didn't think Green Bay could beat them in a playoff game last year and we'll we'll never know but as of right now I don't think they would Mm -mm. right now San Francisco looks like the pride of the NFC so that's a preview to where I'm getting to (laughs) Very unorganized in my part there, huh? Just talking way too much, way too early. Preview the game against the Vikings. Niners and Vikings. Oh, yeah. We are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 118. A reminder for iPod users, other MP3 players, and all that good stuff. Thank you again for jumping on board. <laughs> I, yep, I just had to do that. Uh, I just had to do that roundup, didn't I? Distracting me from getting to the Facebook guys out there. We'll get to that right now before we officially get to the preview. Um, there, you know, there's only a couple comments here, so it'll be it will be brief. First, there's Dan Taylor. He says, "Well, that was awful." <laughs> he says, "We can't we can't expect to play that badly and slowly for three quarters, and then go for the miracle comeback." Too many stupid penalties, soft defensive, conservative play calls. We need more than outside runs and slants and slants to Harvin. Looking ahead, I don't see many winnable games in the next in the next month. Excuse me, and we won't win any with such passionless play. Same old Vikings. You know, that summed up every single bit of that game. And that's exactly what the game review was of that game. That's the exact impression I came out of through the entire thing. So, Dan Taylor, good stuff. That is definite gold star material right there. Thanks again, Dan Taylor, for that really good stuff. Really good commentary right there. Very cool. Miss hearing from him always. You know, I'll just, uh, yeah, I lo- always love what he has to say. Sebastian Paul's <laughs> with Gold Star material commentary here as well. <laughs> but officially give it to Dan Taylor this week. Uh, Sebastian Paul says, Okay, so this is maybe my biggest, my boldest post in a while. Yes, we were awful at protecting Christian Ponder today. And AP was about as useful as Ahmad Green was on the Texans years back. Mm -hmm. I can't disagree. Continue here. Ah, We killed ourselves with penalties 11 times. But 100%, I believe 100% that if we ran a little more of a hurry-up, up-tempo offense on our offensive line, clamped down, so Ponder wouldn't have to scramble so much, Ponder would become one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. My reasoning behind that is look at Ponder's stats when he's been rushed in the huddle. A, a little bit. <laughs> he was trying to hustle the team. He has been remarkable. So that is my bold statement. Think about it, and it will make sense. Yeah, I, I think it does make sense. Uh, Christian Ponder. Yeah, I, I honestly do believe he is headed in that direction. Um, the offensive line. Yeah, we could use another draft pick or two on there. I, I think we've been plugging holes with band-aids, the fuss goes of the world. I, you know. You're not, I, uh, unless you're Bill Belichick. You're not going to win Super Bowls by putting undrafted guys in there. You know, once in a while they work out. Once in a freaking while. You can't just count on it all the time, and that's kind of become the Vikings' way at times. It's it's uber frustrating, uber frustrating indeed. Very strong stuff right there by both of the Sebastian Ball's and Dan Taylor. Good. That was that was that was awesome. You know what's nice is it's well thought out. It's not drinking Kool Aid. There is no Kool Aid. On, in either one of those statements not one bit and as much as you might want to say that maybe saying that about Ponderby becoming an elite quarterback I think he's absolutely heading there. there there's no Kool-Aid there he's been pretty good he's not perfect uh, but nor is the offensive line it doesn't help him and my goodness a little up-tempo offense a little urgency according to both Taylor and uh, Ball- Sebastian Balls come on you know yeah a little sense of urgency, guys. Minnesota. Come on. A little sense of urgency. Twitter account. Again, I forgive me, guys, for not getting to this in the previous segment. That's ridiculous of me. It just got, got distracted when I to <laughs> that stupid 49ers and Detroit game, um, which I should have been doing after the segment. Yeah, don't do that anymore by my part. Uh, Taylor's Dan Taylor on Twitter says, okay, remember, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Dan Taylor says, Blair Walsh might be the steal of the draft. And in another uh, mention, he says, Takes him a long time to get going, but Ponder is clutch late in the game. Ice water in that man's veins. Yeah, I mean, it's, yep, Ponder and Walsh have been very clutch this year. No doubt about it. Blair Walsh made a 51-yarder in this game, and Christian Ponder did what he did in the game. That pretty much sums up, uh, There, there are pieces on this team that give you hope and thankfully they are in fairly important positions. Now you need more and more complementary guys to go with them. Obviously the kicker, you know, his importance is, is huge. You need him to make a kick, a deep, deep kick late in the game, playoffs or not, you, you need him. So let's get to Detroit, San Francisco, or excuse me, let's get to San Francisco in general. <laughs> Minnesota, hosting the San Francisco 49ers since the, since the, in the first time since 2009. Brett Favre heaving a pass to Greg, Greg Lewis in the back of the end zone for a, a miracle touchdown. I mean, the Vikings were absolutely going to lose that game until that play. They were losing the whole game until that play happened. Uh, def- <laughs> excuse me, Linebacker coach, Mike Singletary, coached that team at the time. I actually believe that 49ers team was on its way to becoming what they are becoming now. <laughs> I really thought they were going to be good under Mike Singletary. Apparently not. They died off big time in 2010. He wound up here in 2011 and um, yeah, he did wind up here in 2011. Jim Harbaugh took over and the rest is history. Harbaugh has become one of the best coaches in football after, be, after being captain comeback of the Indianapolis Colts before Peyton Manning started uh, <laughs> pacing those sidelines and take carrying that team downfield and eventually to a Super Bowl ring in 2006 with Tony Dungy. Um, yeah, Jim Harbaugh might be the best coach in the... He, he might be the next Belichick in terms of he's the next best coach in this league, I think. I think he's got a chance to be unbelievable. You got Mike McCarthy, Belichick and um, Jim Harbaugh and John Harbaugh as well. The very likelihood of a Harbaugh Bowl does exist and persists <laughs> with each dying day. Even though the Ravens lost to Philadelphia, which I cannot believe. by But by one measly point, um... This 49ers team was able to hold Matthew Stafford to only two hundred and thirty yards, you know, and that's pretty impressive considering what Matthew Stafford is. Alex Smith, effective. He's no superstar, but boy, he he's very effective. He's he's become more of a game he's become more than a game management. Manager. Boy, I wish I could just talk clearly tonight. I'm really getting mad. <laughs> Probably too hyper. Um yeah, he's a lot more than a Trent Dilfer was than the ball, for the Baltimore Ravens back in 2000. Alex Smith is more than that. And I compare the San Francisco 49ers team <laughs> eerily to Baltimore. Yeah, they are like Baltimore. There, is there any doubt? The only the difference is they're younger and key in certain positions. Obviously, linebacker and such. Defensive line. <coughs> Quarterback, they're about the same. <coughs> running back. They're older, unfortunately. But uh, Frank Gore is still very, very capable. This is an awesome football team, the San Francisco 49ers. And I hope the uh, you know Adrian Peterson, the Vikings need to be very careful with Adrian Peterson in this game. The 49ers are the type of team that could uh, break him to pieces, man. I mean, it's not because Peterson's weak, but it's because he's damaged goods. I'd say be as careful as you absolutely can with Adrian Peterson in this football game. Don't overuse him and unfortunately we're probably gonna be behind and we're gonna to have to try to pass the ball to make a comeback. I think the I mean though against this team you would think you'd want to run the ball against the Niners. Detroit's not really Detroit and Green Bay are not the type of teams you can look at as example of, of what San Francisco can do against a good running back. Yeah, you got Kevin Smith and you got uh, Cedric Benson in Green Bay. Woohoo. So San Francisco has not really faced a great running game so far this year. No, they have not. Um, the passing game they have faced, they made Matthew Stafford not look that bad, but not great. They made Aaron Rodgers look not that bad, but not great. So, well, it's going to be interesting for Aaron Rodgers, or for uh, Christian Ponder. I wish he was Aaron Rodgers, huh? <laughs> Maybe he will be someday. But, no, it's gonna not going to be the easiest day for Christian Ponder, unfortunately. So I guess it's one of those things. You were in a catch-22 damned if you do, damned if you don't clearly quarterbacks do not have the easiest time against this defense so you maybe see what you can do with your elite running back but at the same time, well here you go what do you do? you You know he's damaged goods he is, as much as you don't want to say he is damaged goods Um, and he kind of looked the part against Indianapolis last week so it is kind of like where do you go you, you, you just give up and walk off the field, I guess, huh? No, no, no. Oh, and by the way, Randy Moss is coming back to town, and i am been pleasantly surprised with him so far as a member of the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, it helps when things are actually going good. The guy doesn't act like a jackass. It's nice. When things are going well, He's he's a good citizen. <laughs> he's not exactly like owning the league or anything, but he's he's got a touchdown in 61 yards in two games. He's been okay. He looked like he looked like he was halfway decent against Detroit. They didn't throw to him all that much. But it's just again one of those things you just kind of it is what it is. You go from go from there. <coughs> Excuse me. It'll be cool to see him though with the 49ers. It it will. Um uh, there's no way the Vikings are going to win this game. They don't play well against physical teams. <laughs> this offensive line, you know, yes, it's improved, but like Sebastian said, and you know, the Ponder was in trouble for most of the game. The offensive line played like crap for the most part. Khalil made some dumb mistakes. And uh, obviously our defensive line is a non-factor. If we play anything, and I mean anything clo- resembling what we did against... Uh, Indianapolis is going to be a hopeless like thirty-one to ten type game, and I actually wouldn't be surprised if that was the score this week. I uh, you know I, I wouldn't. San Francisco's offense though isn't exactly like blowing people out of the out of the water. It's more their defense is just so damn so damn good, so good. I mean I I don't think the Vikings get. I think the Vikings only get ten points this week. I, I really hate saying this, but I got to go with it. You got to be objective. <laughs> Vikings are going to lose this football game, absolutely going to lose it, 27-10 to 10 against the 49ers. I'm sorry, but <laughs> 49ers are going to... Basically, that's what the 49ers do, is score 27 points, and they hold you to significantly less, which is what they've done pretty much both weeks this season, or both about 27-30, 24-whatever, but so it averages out to about 27. I think the 49ers win 27-10 in Mall of America Field. Uh, the way the Vikings can win this football game is to they're gonna have to have the game of their life. You want to believe just give the ball to Adrian Peterson but again you know because the you know the the running defense hasn't been tested like the passing defense has we'll say for San Francisco, but at the same time it's <laughs> their defense is so good. I can't, I'm not <laughs> I, I can't just come up here and say, oh yeah we're gonna run on them. No, their defense is balanced ladies and gentlemen. It's very balanced. It's not like, up oh, their passing defense is unbelievable, but their rush defense, you know, there's some gaping holes there. No, there isn't. <laughs> no, there isn't. Unfortunately, there just isn't, is there? Oh, that sucks, doesn't it? Houston Texans look good, too, by the way. But, yeah, San Francisco, they're, uh... It's not going to be an easy deal. It's just not... In fact, their rush yard, yeah. They're, I mean, against the rush, they're phenomenal. But again, yeah. Look, look what they've gone against Cedric Benson and Kevin Smith. Oh. it's like you want, you want, you want to come up here with some formula of how the Vikings can win the game. But all I got to say is they're going to have to play the best game they played in like two and a half, three years. That's how they're going to win the football game. Yeah. They're gonna have to play like they did against Arizona in twenty ten basically, where they just went berserk, like oh my God, four touchdown passes by Christian Ponder. It's gonna have to be something like that where they everybody just plays out of there for their head because it's just we're so far off from that team right now, unfortunately, their defense is that good, and our offense is then not timid overall they've they've been timid, obviously. I mean, it's going to be all about Percy Harvin again, but how much do you want Percy Harvin to... I mean, I mean, on, on, honestly, Percy Harvin could be the type of player that can help beat San Francisco, not only through, you know, making the catch and, and getting through a couple guys up the middle, but, you know, even though he's going to get hit a lot, but also getting some special team touchdowns as well. I mean, it's kind of... It is a, it's Percy Harvin or Bust, pretty much, when it comes to this game. And maybe Alex Smith, for whatever reason, just has a horrible game... He's just he maybe the 49ers are too mm, you know confident coming in and they make a lot of dumb mistakes and for whatever reason Vikings play play well in their home front of their home crowd and pull off a crazy upset but I have no reason to believe that will happen <coughs> <coughs> sticking to my original prediction 27-10 Sam- unfortunately defeats the Minnesota Vikings in Mall of America field and moves on to try to go 4-0 and go from there. <laughs> the 49ers, again, to me, look like the team to beat in the in the NFC. I'm very ashamed of myself for not picking them. But I already gave you my reasonings why I will not go over that o- over and over and over again. So Minnesota will likely start out the season 1 and 2. Mm, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world if, if that happens, I guess. <laughs> Minnesota will play Detroit in week 4. We'll worry about that when the time comes. Uh, yes, we will. That will be fun. That will be a lot of fun, won't it? Boy, the San Francisco schedule will get tough for a few weeks there. Jets and Buffalo and Giants and all that. But it's going uh, to be fun nonetheless to see Randy Moss back in the dome. We'll see if he actually does something. Clearly the guy has lost a step. But also clearly the guy still has a little bit of game left. And, you know, he's, he still can play a little bit in this league. Nothing spectacular. Um, the Vikings go to, to Detroit on the 30th. That's the following game. I don't know if they're going to win that one either, but I hope so. <laughs> it's going to be a tough season, folks. And, uh, yeah, it's, I picked them to win six games. It's probably going to be right about right about on the money, I think, unfortunately. But like I said before, we're going to continue to see improvement from certain guys like Christian Ponder the Harrison Smiths of the world, Matt Khalil, guys like that. Hopefully, Jerome Simpson looks like a guy who can be here for a few years and be a factor. I don't know. Clearly, this team needs a legit receiver. Obviously, Percy Harvin is who he is, but we need a legit big wide receiver and a guy by the name of Jarius Wright, in closing. That is the other urban legend that uh, supposedly is a member of the Minnesota Vikings. He's an urban legend. I don't think he exists until proven otherwise. We'll see what happens. So with that, we're gonna close the. <laughs> we're gonna close the show. Get back to the contact details, as mentioned. Purple Mafia is available on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. Do give the sportstuff.com a look; would be very much appreciated. Uh, we'll be looking to make a few changes, I believe, to the website in the coming weeks. Not going to mention what those changes are, <laughs> per se, but hopefully you'll you'll like what what does come to the website in the few we, in the coming weeks and months. We're going to look to try to improve it, and of course we're going to obviously clean up the spam on those message boards. Those may be gone because of obviously yeah, there's too much spam on the message boards. It's time to not worry about that part of the page. But hopefully we can add something else to make things better. We'll see where things go going To continue conversations with Dylan Richardson on that, uh, other than that, though, do uh, join the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show. Also, follow, obviously, click like on that, and then go uh, on your Twitter account, follow at, at purple mafia show if you could, that would be terrific. And of course, the call in line once again, don't be afraid to call in, guys, don't be afraid to call in. 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 it is a voicemail do treat it as such mention what show your are into which is of course Purple Mafia <coughs> it'd be oh so terrific to have you on board with me once again oh yes it would looks like the Vikings are going to be 1-2 but maybe we'll have Greg Lewis return and pull off another miracle we'll see, there won't be Brett Favre but maybe Bonder can be that guy he gets clutch we'll see where things go until then do take care